0: Welcome to the STSA Church Podcast. Each week, we discuss relevant, thought-provoking topics that challenge us to understand our faith more personally and engage in it more practically. We aim to communicate the depth and riches of our ancient faith in simple and understandable ways that are relatable to the modern world. All right, well, good morning to everyone. Welcome to the well here at STSA, where we are in part Three of a series called Color Coded. For those who don't know, my name is Father Anthony. You probably already know that. This is my lovely wife, Mary Ann. Big hand for Mary Ann. Yes. If you're just joining us today for the first time, we're in part three of a series where we're talking about all these funny color things. And you hear red and blue and yellow and green. And what we're talking about is temperament. And the whole idea is, this series is based on a book by a lady named Kathleen Edelman who wrote a book called I Said This, you heard that. And the whole premise of the book is that in the same way that God has made us all unique and God has made us all different and that we have as, 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 as diverse, okay, physical appearance, in the same way that God has made us unique inside as well. Not just outside, but on the inside. And how we are unique on the inside affects how we communicate with one another, okay? And that's what this whole series is about. We're talking about how God made us with different temperaments and we're using these fun colors. And before I get into today's topic, has this series been a fun series? Has this been a fun series? How many people know their colors? Raise your hand if you know your colors. Okay, so let's go to this. How many reds? Raise your hand if you're reds. I'm trying to do a quick percentage guide here. All right, fantastic reds. Okay, there's a whole family of reds over there. That's a tough family, okay? (laughs) Good luck to you guys. Okay, how about blues? How many blues in the room here today? Okay, blues over on the left side, okay, it's for some reason, not sure why. All right, greens, how many greens? Yeah, stick them up, greens. All right, good, fantastic. And our yellows, how I many yellows? All right, yeah, they, yellows tend to make more noise. Okay, very good, thank you so much for the yellows. Okay, how many people, how many people, you don't have to just show hands but how many conversations have you had over the past week or two weeks like I've had of like, hey, what color are you? Oh, you're such a blue. Oh, this is such a green. And how many, how how many people have heard someone else say, I'm a blank color and you've been offended at what they think they are? Anyone had that situation? If you're nodding your head, you're probably a red because we reds. When someone's like, I'm a red. We're like, no, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not, no, you're not. Nice try, you wish, okay? But the whole point of this series, we're like, we're having fun but hopefully we're not just having fun, but we're learning stuff. And like I said, I've been getting lots of questions, people asking me different things. So as much as I enjoy answering all the questions that I've been getting, up here on the screen, there's an email address, questions at stsa.church. And the reason why I put that up there is because next week we're gonna do a very, we're gonna conclude this series in a fun kind of a way. I'm gonna be up here on stage, Marianne is not gonna be with me, but instead we're gonna have four people up on stage. One blue, one yellow, one green, and one red. And the questions that people are submitting, several people have submitted questions already, we're going to ask that to the panel. And we're going to ask the same question to people of different colors, and we're going to see how we're going to get different answers. So if you have a question you would like answered, please email me at questions at stsa.church. The other thing we're going to do next week is very, very important, is we're calling next week Color War Sunday. We're going color wars. Everyone's going to come to church dressed in their color. All right? So we want to make sure that we represent ourselves. We want everyone to wear a red shirt or a green shirt or whatever. One lady was telling me that she is like 75% red with a little bit of yellow. So she's going to wear like a red dress, but she's going to have a yellow accessory or whatever. Like she's taking it seriously. (laughs) That's what we like, okay? Because next week is Mother's Day and nothing better on Mother's Day than color wars, okay? For the sake of our moms. But before we get to next week, let's remind ourselves the key thought of this series. The key thought of this series is this. I want you to repeat after me. Even though we're using the same words, again, even though we're using the same words, we might not be speaking the same language. Again, even though we're using the same words, we might not be speaking the same language. You know this to be true from your experience, that there are certain people out there, some words, okay, certain words that may motivate you, may overwhelm them. Certain words that you may brush off is something they may hold on to forever. Certain things that you may say to some people, they won't even remember that you said it 10 minutes later. Other people, 10 years later, 20 years later on the funeral day, they'll say, that person said this. It's the same words. We're speaking, we're using the same words, but we may not be speaking the same language. And that's because we are wired uniquely. And that unique wiring we're calling temperaments. Okay. And as I've said, every week in this series, we're talking about the temperaments and it boils down to four different kinds of temperaments. And as you see up there, they're the sanguine, the choleric, the phlegmatic, and the melancholic. Those are some funny words, and we said those are kind of cumbersome, so we gave them colors. The yellow, the blue, the green, and the red. Now, again, I said this every week. Is this saying there's only four kinds of people in this world? Absolutely not. We're as unique as our thumbprint, okay? But what it's saying is, is that for the most part, people tend to react in certain ways to certain things. It's not saying we're all the same, because this is not about your personality. Your personality has many different factors. Your experience, the way you were raised, okay, your culture, everything like that. What this is saying is that this comes from Hippocrates, who was the father of modern medicine, and he did some examination around the world, and what he felt like as he was studying is that people tend to respond in certain ways. And he gave them these different names right here. And what we're talking about is those natural predispositions like I said, is that some people are born left-handed. That doesn't mean that the person who's born left-handed can't write right-handed. It just means that left-handed will always be your natural thing. And that's why some people get confused with this and they're like, I used to be a, a green, but now I'm more of a blue and now I'm turning into a yellow. No, 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 Your temperament is your temperament. Your left-handed is your left-handed. It doesn't change. But what happens is as you get older and more experienced in life, you can learn other ways to behave. Again, think of it like languages. You only have one first language. I was born English, but I can learn other languages. I can learn Spanish, I can learn French, I can learn other languages, but it'll never be my natural language. But yeah, the ideal is that every language can learn to speak the other languages when it's appropriate, okay? but That doesn't mean that your temperament is changing. And that's what we learned the first week, is that each one of these has a natural first language. The language of people and fun, which one is that? Which color is that? People and fun, which color is that? That's the yellows. The language of perfection and order, who's that? That's our blue, friends. The language of calm and harmony, love our greens, calm and harmony, wherever the world be without them. And then the language of power and control, that's the best. I mean, that's the reds, sorry. That's a slip up, okay? That's a a slip up right there. That's what we learned in the first week is that everyone has an innate language. Marianne, what what did we learn last week?
1: Um, So last week we talked about the different needs for each. So remember, yellows need attention. Blues hate attention. They need silence and space. But a yellow, you give them silence and space, you're actually punishing them. Reds need control. They um, like to confront the person that's bringing the chaos or the person that's not pulling their weight. Um, And the greens need harmony, so the greens would rather pitch in and help someone instead of confront them. So each um, temperament needs are gonna be different. Um, so our goal in this series is gonna be to figure out the needs of the person we're talking to so that we can meet them where their needs are, not where our needs are.
0: So the first two weeks was really kind of focused on the positive side. This is how each, lang- each, each color speaks, this is what each color needs. Today, we're going to answer this question. What happens when needs go unmet? We're going to see the dark side of all the colors. (laughs) Because every color, and I don't say this in a a bad way, everyone has weaknesses. Everyone has natural weak, Like some people naturally are more impatient. Some people naturally are more passive. Everyone has weaknesses. And it's not saying that everyone, when they are healthy, can function in these ways. But when we all struggle at times, when our needs go unmet, This is what's likely to happen. So the goal of this week is to see what happens to a yellow when they're not getting their need for attention met. How might they behave? What happens to a blue when they're not getting their space in silence? What happens to a red when there's chaos? What happens to a green when there is is conflict? We'll try to see when needs go unmet. And you know that Snickers commercial, that Snickers, like you're not yourself when you're hungry. You know that one, okay? That, that, like, that's exactly the point right here, is that we're talking about needs, not wants. So think about what you are like, you have a need for food, and when you do not have your need for food met, you're not yourself. Mr. Snicker was right, like you aren't yourself. Is that you, like even we invented a word. What's the word we invented when you're not just angry, but you're hungry, angry? Hang, we invented a word to say what happens when my need isn't met, we act a certain way. That doesn't mean we're bad, it just means when needs go unmet, we act in ways that, that are, are, are less than optimal. True story. I actually know a wife who solved years of marital conflict. Years of marital conflict. She solved it by putting a snack in her husband's car. Because what, they, what she discovered is that every day he came home from work and he was always grumpy or he was always agitated and they would always fight when he came home from work. And, you know, does he need counseling? Did I marry the wrong person? And like all this stuff. And then what she realizes, he's hungry. He comes home from work hungry. She solved years of marital conflict with a box of Fig Newtons in the car, that's it. And all of a sudden he came back in a much better place. Well, I'm saying maybe, maybe the same is true in our relationships. Watch me here. Maybe your wife isn't a control freak. Maybe she's not a bad person. Maybe she's simply a red who has a need for a sense of control. And when she comes home and there's no control and things are chaos and she feels like you're not pulling your weight and she feels like you're not doing your duty, maybe that creates a pressure in her and a stress in her that causes her to yell and get impatient. But maybe the problem is it's a need that goes unmet. Maybe it isn't that your husband doesn't love you. Maybe he's a blue and maybe he just needs a little bit of space when he comes home from work. It's not that he doesn't care. And it's not that he doesn't love you. And again, it's not that I married the wrong person and he's a monster. It's just simply, he's a blue. He needs his space and silence. And when you give it to him, you're going to see who he truly is on the inside. Maybe your friend isn't a people pleaser. Maybe they're just a yellow. Maybe they don't have a spiritual problem that requires casting out of a demon and fasting and prayer. Maybe they're just a yellow. They like to have fun and they like attention. They like your to it doesn't mean anything bad. And finally, Maybe your child isn't lazy. Maybe your child is just green. And maybe they respond to stress different than you do. And what motivates you and you wish would motivate them doesn't motivate them, it actually does the opposite. It leads to the exact opposite reaction. It's not that they're bad, it's not that they're lazy, they're just green and we need to learn how to speak the language of those around us. So that's what we're gonna talk about here today. We're gonna talk about what happens when our needs aren't met what happens when they're under pressure, what happens when they're stressed? how everyone behaves in different ways. Some temperaments we'll see when they're stressed yell. Some go silent. Some temperaments, passive aggressive. Some temperaments, aggressive, aggressive. Some, t- <laughs> some tend to escape stress. Some temperaments create the stress. We'll see all that this week. Um, but before we get into that, one caveat that I'm going to turn over to Marianne. One caveat, okay, is that we are going you're going to be tempted, as I'm discussing this today, you're going to be tempted to think, this is very good information, so I can learn how to solve him, and I can learn how to solve her. You're going to be tempted to think that. And truthfully, you will learn tips, like I said, the wife with the Fig Newtons. You will learn tips. But please, that's not the primary goal. The primary goal is not to see how to solve others. The primary goal is to see how to solve myself. That's why I want to show you this verse before we get into it. It's from Matthew chapter seven. Jesus said, why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? That's a question for you who are thinking, this is great. So I can figure out how to deal with my whatever. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but not the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, but look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye. And then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Our goal isn't to learn tricks or shortcuts or how to manipulate others. Our goal is ourself, okay, to see what happens when my needs go unmet so I'm prepared and I can balance that out in the appropriate way. So with that said, let's start with our greens. Marianne, tell us about the greens.
1: All right, so um, we all know us greens, we're very easygoing, very, very chill, very laid back. We have low blood pressure.
0: Um, <laughs> Marianne legit has low blood pressure. Okay? Like we, we she legit like has so yeah, greens tend to have low one blood
1: pressure one time a nurse was like, you're alive, right? I'm <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um okay. So um, that doesn't mean we don't get stressed, but with greens, stress is what stresses us out. So we avoid stress at all costs. We will do whatever it takes to avoid stress. Uh, so this past week I was at a conference in Florida for work and the conference was extremely intense. It was like you had to be there from downstairs eating breakfast before eight and then we ended things at six and then we had evening activities at like seven thirty. So it was intense. You were on the whole time. It was a lot of work and um, it was kind of draining, Um, so I got to the airport on Thursday when it ended, and I had been in heels, I got to the airport, I got food, I found a corner at the gate, and I used my suitcase as like a footrest, I took off my (laughs) shoes, and I wore sneakers, and then I just called Abuna and ate, and I'm just really like, now I'm like in my element, and Abuna says to me, he's like, did you get the email about the talk, this talk? Today's talk. (laughs) Today's talk. And I said, yeah, I got it, but, you know, it's very busy. He's like, okay, let's not talk. Just work on the talk right now. Like, work on the talk on the plane, work on the talk while you're at the gate. Just do the talk. That's, like, the most important thing. Do the talk. I said, okay, sure. And I, like, got off the phone. I started the talk. And then I saw someone from work, so I started talking. And then I got on the plane, and the person next to me was someone I knew from work, So I talked to her the whole plane ride, (laughs) the whole almost two hour plane ride. I was in this long, deep conversation with this person, which I loved because it was not like a superficial, like it was a really great conversation that we had. Um, So I got back home, very tired. Next day, you know, I know I have to do the talk, but there were other things because we hate stress, or I'll at least speak for myself, because I hate stress, I hate to plan, so I ha- like we had a meeting at our house that I had to cook for. We had people coming. We had a lot of things going on on Friday that I did not plan for at all.
0: Which is why someone said, "Do the thing on Thursday night." So <laughs> anyhow, so <laughs> just point that yeah, so point that back so down. So okay, Friday came
1: <laughs> and went, and I didn't <laughs> do the talk. And then Saturday, Saturday we had an engagement, and then we had a barbecue, and. Um, Lizzie had to be driven around so Saturday and I just at this point (laughs) I would even forgotten I had to do the talk (laughs) to be totally honest so um, so I was picking Lizzie up she was at a track meet watching um, from at a school kind of far away so it was like 9 o'clock and I was you know trying to find her and pick her up and she said can we give a friend a ride home I said sure and then I called her when I arrived I said I'm here Um, she was like kind of at a distance, just come, come to the parking. And she said, okay, but I'm going to go like across the way to say bye to some friends and then we'll be there. And I said to her these words, I said, (laughs) I said, take your time. I'm in no rush. (laughs) And then (laughs) literally one minute later, a Buddha calls (laughs) and he's telling
0: me, you know, you need Let me help you out here. I called and I told her I'm on my way home, but I have to stop and go pick up something. Okay, and go give someone a ride somewhere to somewhere. And she says, I can do that for you.
1: (laughs) 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 So anyways, by the time
0: we dropped (laughs) Lizzie's friend off. (laughs) Bottom line. We got into a big fight last night around midnight, and she's preparing this talk, okay. But thankfully, our marriage is strong enough to survive this series, but we're all thankful it's about to end.
1: So, the, anyways, I share that story because those problems could have been eliminated if I had planned, you know, in advance, like I'm gonna do the talk at such and such. If I had a schedule for the day, Um, But it's really hard for me to do that because I feel like I have a lot that I do, so if I have to plan it and try and squeeze each activity in, then I'd be stressed all day. So so that's how we greens tend to deal with stress through procrastination and avoidance. And that's what we have on the (laughs) the
0: screen. (laughs) No explanation needed after that beautiful story. Greens, their weakness. Every color has weaknesses. So it's not nitpicking. We're going to see with every color mm. examples. And greens, your weakness tends to be procrastination and avoidance. Okay, And this is hard for, let's say, the blues and the reds who are around you who think like, no, when there's something to do, we should do the opposite. We should not procrastinate. We should do, we should do, we should do, we should do. But by their nature, this is greens, their weakness. I read it somewhere. It was talking about. Of course, we don't know. Like, we're just, we're guessing here. So when we say Bible characters and what their color is, which we're just guessing. But let's Adam, like Adam and Eve. Adam might have been a green. Why? Because Adam, well, because Adam, his, his, his wife said, eat this. And he's like, nah, I shouldn't eat this. And she's like, no, eat this. Okay, fine, just fine. Just whatever. Just, just end the thing and just eat the thing. And that, that was Adam, okay? Again, we're not, we're just making this stuff up, but you know what I'm saying. That's what greens tend to do. They tend to put off. They tend to avoid. They tend to just say, okay, go with the flow and just kind of kick the can down the road and see what happens. The Bible verse here for the greens is James chapter four, verse 17. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So my advice for greens, and again, we're gonna give it for every single color, is greens work on being assertive. Work on being proactive. Work on taking action versus Reacting at some point down the road, because what you're going to realize is that problems or talks <laughs> ser- rarely get done on their own. Problems don't get fixed on their own. Talks don't get prepared on their own. Things don't happen on their own. And your inaction today is just pushing the problem down the road. And here's the important part for us. Okay, this isn't a judgment or anything like that. But this is something that we talk about. This in our house. Okay, because uh, the Messa family is very advanced on the colors. We talk about how. When you do act a certain way, it creates stress, not just on yourself, but on the others around you. So greens, what you call laid back, what you call you know, uh, you know know just relaxing or whatever it may be, may be causing tremendous stress to the people around you and because you love them, then you want to help reduce the stress in their life and you can do that by hopefully working on these things, procrastination um, and avoidance, okay? Anything else you wanna say about the greens?
1: Um, yeah, just to keep in mind the reds and the blues in your life, um, they need that sense of control and they need us to be pulling our weight.
0: Exactly. Okay. So with that, let's move on to the blues. The blues, their weaknesses, blues tend to be critical and deeply sensitive, critical, critical, self-explanatory and deeply sensitive. And I chose that word deeply intentionally. Notice what I didn't write. I didn't say overly sensitive because overly sensitive means it's bad. It's too much. Deeply sensitive means it's simply how God made them. God made blues to feel at a deeper level than the rest of us. And if you have a blue in your life, it's a, it's, with every color, it's a double-edged sword. Blues, again, a lot of positive. They're the most considerate of all the, person, of all the temperaments. They're the ones who pay attention to all the... Like if you got a blue in your corner, you are very thankful because they think through things that you don't even know exist. But the problem is, in the same way that they notice details in a positive way and they take care of them, they notice when you don't notice details. They notice when you forget things, especially things that are meaningful to them. So what, what what you might think is no big deal, to them is a big deal because they think through every single little thing. So if you miss one of those things, you may be causing pain without even realizing it. So if, if, if the greens are the low blood pressure people, okay, the blues I'd say are the heart attack people, okay? <laughs> because the blues carry a lot of stress. The blues are the ones who carry so much inside them, and because of that, if you're married to a blue or you have a close blue relationship in your life, again, you have a tremendous benefit in front of you, but you also have an extra responsibility to make sure that you're sensitive where, where, where they are. Right, Marianne?
1: Yeah, I mean, and this is not just a female thing. Abuna is a very pretty high blue in addition to red, and he, believe it or not, Abuna has a very um, sensitive side to him. So (laughs) (laughs) I remember um, just even how we communicate, he's always, like, very respectful, very, very considerate. If Even with you all, like with people in the church, he doesn't like to ask people for things. He's like super, super, super considerate. But I remember one time he had asked me to do something, and I was like, no, no, like not, I kind of blew it off. And then that, he, he really like pulled back and withdrew, and I realized what I had done, and so I went to try to do what he wanted, and at that point he was like, no, no, I got it, I got it, because like I had hurt his feelings, so... Um, yeah, you just got to be careful.
0: Um, Why well, are y'all surprised that I got a feeling? I don't have many of them, but the couple that are in there sometimes get hurt. Okay? It's either feeling A or feeling B, okay? For the blues, your verse, Proverbs 19, 11. Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. Blues are the ones, and again, I got a lot of blue in me as well. I'm mostly red, but I got some blue. It's hard for us to do that second half, overlooking an offense. Marianne, there's nothing that I can do that she won't say, okay, no problem, I say I'm sorry. But blues, we have a harder time letting go of things. But here's what I wanna say to all the blues, and again, I'm talking to myself. In the same way that we want others to be considerate towards our needs, we want others to be considerate towards the way we think and the way we process, we have to be considerate towards others. And we have to realize that when that person said that or did that or didn't call or whatever it may be, we have to be considerate to how God made them. They weren't doing it intentionally. They weren't trying to hurt you. They weren't sending a message. They simply forgot. They simply didn't realize that it was a big deal. They simply let it pass. So we have to give grace for others to realize their native languages, to realize that they don't mean anything by it in the same way that we want others to respect our language. Said another way, blues, don't judge people by your blue standards. Don't judge people by your blue standards. Judge them by the standards, their standards, a green, a red, a yellow, whatever it may be. Seek to understand their language, their intentions versus make them fit into yours. Okay. One more thing I want to say here for the blues. And, and again, I'm I'm a blue. So I'm going to say something and instantly I'm going to regret saying this, especially if my kids are going to watch this one day. Okay, I'm going to regret this. Blues, not everything is the end of the world. It's okay that the kid's room is a little messy. I know that pains me to say that. But you know what? They're good kids. They don't do anything bad. They're good kids. Their room is messy. It's not the end of the world. Like, it's not the end of the world if, (laughs) if you're five minutes late to an event. It's not the end of the world. I know it seems like it and it seems like, no, we agreed on the set time, I, I know, I know. It's not the end of the world. Life goes on. It's not the end of the world. Like, I'll just get it all out. It's not the end of the world no matter how many times your wife runs into the garage with a car. It's okay. Okay? It's not. It's okay. What I discovered, it, it's okay. That's why we have insurance. That's what insurance is for. Okay? So again, I'm going to regret this because I think you should have a clean room. Then you should be on time. I think you should not hit the garage, you should be inside the garage. <laughs> but the bottom line is. The bottom line, blues, okay, no, all joking aside, okay. Seriously, the blues. Not everyone colors inside the box, inside the lines, and it's okay, and I know that's painful, but it's okay if sometimes people are outside the lines. It's okay, life goes on. Good with me, blues? All right, they're gonna take away my blue card after what I said. Let's go to the yellows. The yellows, their weaknesses is they tend to be impulsive and they speak without thinking. Marianne, tell us about the yellows.
1: I'll say I love yellows um, because you know that it's never gonna be boring if a yellow is around. So they're naturally super bubbly and cheerful and sociable. They can talk to anyone. um, So you love that about the yellows. But like the flip side is they struggle um, or they have a hard time with silence. So um, if they're in a fight with the blue and the blue needs time to process, that's super hard and difficult for the yellow, the yellow can't take the silence. Um, they'd rather start a fight or start a conflict so that they're not ignored, they hate to be ignored. Um, so maybe the yellow wife will follow the blue husband around the house he's trying to process and she's like, hey, but wait, but wait. Um, and obviously that only makes it worse. And Lizzie definitely, our, our daughter, is a yellow. And I was actually trying to think of a story, because we used to have many stories when she was younger of her doing exactly that starting a fight cuz she's not getting attention and she wants us to play a game and we are busy and then she'll just you know frustrate everybody but she doesn't do that at all anymore i kept trying to think when has she done that recently and she hasn't and i really think it's because as she's gotten older she has she's busier than any of us and she has such a like a active social life all of she's getting all of those needs met for attention, that um, that she's less likely to act up.
0: To keep your yellows yeah. busy, in another word, okay? Because what Marianne is trying to point to right here, okay, this verse right here, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 2. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his own opinion. Yellows, we're not calling you fools. Again, every, everyone has a weakness. But what this verse is saying is yellows. The goal isn't to just keep talking. The goal is to be heard. And sometimes, yellows, sometimes the more you talk, the less you are actually hurt. So in order to get what you so desire, what you so desire is that undivided attention, that approval from others, that acceptance. In order to get it, sometimes you have to go against your nature and scale it back a little bit so that you can actually achieve what it is that you want to achieve. Solomon said it in Ecclesiastes. You know, they turned this into the song, the, the famous chapter about there's a time for everything. Okay, so there's a time to live and a time to die, a time to mourn and a time to cry. I don't know if that's actually what it says, but it made it rhyme. Okay, and there's a time to speak and a time for silence. And that's kind of Mary Ann's point, is that the yellows struggle with silence. But let's agree, at times there has to be silence. At times there has to be silence. And during those times, yellows, the more you can understand, yourself and your need, the more you can address it in a healthy way. And you say, okay, but there's times I just need to talk. I just need to talk. I just need to talk. You should. Who you know you should talk to? Talk to God. And the reason why is look, yellows, y'all love this. Is Jesus Christ? Okay. There's he is the blank of the Father. What is his title? The blank. The Logos or the Word. So he likes words. Okay, so you got extra words that you got no one to listen to, take it to him. He's got all day open, okay, and he's happy to hear your words any single time that you want, okay? So that's our yellow friends, impulsive and speak without thinking. All right, I don't think we had anyone left, right? We're all done here, right? We're all good to go? Let's go to our reds. I, I had to scrape the bottom of the barrel to find a weakness with the reds, to be honest, okay? This is not easy to do, but reds, I hear can be impatient and inflexible. So they say. Impatient and inflexible. Reds, the issue isn't the blood pressure or the heart. Reds have more ulcers than anyone else and give ulcers more than anybody else to others. Because reds are the opposite of the greens in terms of the pressure. Reds like pressure. Reds thrive in pressure. When there's no pressure, a red doesn't know what to do, a red will create the pressure. Okay, that's what reds do when there's, when there's okay, everything is easy going, they'll say, okay, let's race, let's, be even just, nothing. Okay, and I find, I actually find myself, like when I play basketball, okay, we're just warming up at the beginning. I hate warming up, because it just seems so pointless. Okay, so I'm always like, okay, let's warm up. I bet you, I, you can't make the shot. And I always try to make it in competition. Who can make more? Because that's just the way I am. I, 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 I function better when there's competition and pressure and some kind of stress. Reds always tend to overestimate their capacity. It's very rare that a red will see anything as beyond their ability to do. Do you agree with that, reds? And reds, for the most part, everyone's different obviously, but reds tend to succeed in life, not because they're more talented, but because often they're more determined and they just don't wanna lose and they will push themselves in order to get whatever is accomplished. During week one of this series, someone referred to Reds as bulldozers. <laughs> and when we got home, she, because that was not on the script, okay, bulldozers was an ad lib from the Green <laughs> Friend, okay. She said, I'm sorry about the bulldozer comment. And I'm like, why are you sorry? I'm like, I wasn't offended. I guarantee you, no Red was offended. Reds are like, yeah, yeah, we're bulldozers. <laughs> because bulldozers are what build cities. How are you gonna build anything without a bulldozer? So not no red is offended. We're like, yeah, exactly. Reds get stuff done and they take pride. If you got a healthy red, okay, actually that's a caveat for all of them, healthy yellow, healthy blue, healthy green, healthy red on your side, so you say, thank you, God, because they get things done and you're thankful. You want them in your corner. But with that said, it comes at a cost. Reds have a high need for things to be in order and things under control. So if you tend to be more, again, laid back. Reds struggle when there's chaos. So for example, for me, when the house is messy and the house is chaos, I can't function. I can't function. And I've been told sometimes I get a little yelly, okay? I get a little impatient, okay? But that's the way reds are. They struggle when there's chaos. If reds feel threatened, reds are the sharpest of the four temperaments. Reds will bite you back. So you bite a red, you'll know it because they'll bite you back. Reds, like I said, inflexible, we don't see it as inflexible. We see it as we're right. (laughs) We're not inflexible. We're just right and you're wrong. But uh, let's go with inflexible since that's the word right here. But truthfully, okay, uh, joking aside, reds see the world that way. Reds see the world as right and wrong, as this is correct and this is incorrect. And if it's not correct, why would you choose the incorrect? That's how reds tend to see things. Reds can be argumentative. Reds can be bossy. Reds can be condescending. So the verse for the Reds is James chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. It says, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. And that first part says, don't get angry. Okay, do the right thing. But the second part is what I want you to focus on here, Reds. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. You know why I like that second half of the verse? Because Reds are all about productivity. And that word productivity is right there, produce. And truthfully, Reds, what it shows is that your anger, your inflexibility, your impatience is actually working against your ability to produce what you want. You want a happy home, you want a successful career, your ability to control your the negative of the Red, okay, your inability to control it, I should say, is working directly against you because not everyone is the same temperament as us. So for us, for Reds, what we need to learn how to do is we need to learn how to slow down. We need to learn how to pause. We need to learn how to ask ourselves this question. Is this worth getting angry over? Because not everything is worth getting angry over. Like some things are, but not everything is. And it can't be that every day there's something worth getting angry over. And when I see this, again, I'm I'm talking to myself right here, is that sometimes someone will do something. Okay, let's just give it a number. Someone does a two, a level two. Your reaction is like an eight. So I agree, the two is bad, but it doesn't deserve the eight. And the two should be responded to that as two. But you're at eight, that, that plus six, that's on you. That's not on your wife. That's not on your husband. That's not on your coworker. That's not on your friend. The two is on them, but the extra six, that's on us. Not everything is worth getting angry over. With every color, Marianne's given us a nice story here to kind of illustrate it. But Marianne couldn't give us a story about the Reds because she's too nice. She would just say the Reds are great because she's sitting next to someone in green, conflict and harmony, and things like that. So instead, we're going to watch a short little video clip. And the video clip is really for all colors, not just for Reds, okay? But for all colors, but especially the Reds, will show us what happens if we don't learn how to control our weaknesses and we don't learn how to control to speak the language of others. So we'll watch this little video clip together.
2: Ben, you forgot to bring the trash can up again. Oh, sorry. I was just about I don't see why it's so hard for you. Remember, you have to bring it up every single Tuesday. What did you, walk right past it? Come on, you don't even have that many. What is this?
1: I was just uh, drawing something.
2: Well, clean it up. I will. No, don't just say you're going to clean it up. Do it. Just let me just finish, Just. Wait, that's my car. You can draw when
0: you're finished with your chores. Right now, it's not time to play. It's time to work. Do what I asked you to do first.
2: Come on. Listen. There's no need to cry. There's just a right way to do things. Do you want to do things your way, or do you want to do things the right way? The right way, I guess. All right. Get this cleaned up. Now!
1: Hey, are you all done? What's wrong? Did he show you the comic book he was making you for your birthday?
2: I think it was supposed to be a surprise. Well, he knows he's supposed to do his chores first. A game? Uh, you know, I just have so much work to do right now, but I just really don't have time to play chess, okay? It will only take five minutes. Come on. <laughs> I know chess. A good game can go on for hours. No, no it's not chess. I completely I completely made up my own rules. Come on. Uh, why would you want to make up your own rules? I mean, chess is a great game. Look, uh, the instructions are right here. Just, just look at that. Get you there. No, but, Dad, I'm, I made up the entire game from scratch. Just let me show you how to play, okay? Chess has been around for a thousand years, okay? Now, there's a strategy and order. Changing the rules defeats the whole purpose of the game. Look, I'm gonna show you how to play really quickly, but then I have to work, okay? All right, first of all, don't need these. Wait, what are you you doing with those? No, don't throw them away! It's just a bunch of paper, bud. You need to learn how to play the real game. Oh, and those? Are you kidding me? Uh, all right, uh, let's see, yeah, these aren't set up right. And I worked on those! And! That was uh, so hard! Look, this is a rook, okay? It moves forward or backward, but never diagonal. Are you listening? Uh, this, this isn't. this isn't very fun. Well, we haven't even started yet. <laughs> I know, it's just that regular chess. It, it, it's so boring, and. I, I liked my way better, okay? I mean, you can't just make up your own rules. I mean, there's just a right way to do things in a right order. Now, do you want to do things your way or the right way? The right way, I guess. You the right way, so need, right way. She need right way. All right, now this is called a night. Hey, now we can- Grab your stuff. We don't want to be late. What, you're leaving already? Yeah, we've got, i got in to summer camp. We've got an hour's drive ahead of us. <sighs> How many times did you play his game? Isn't it so much fun? He's been working all day on it. Okay, say goodbye. Bye, bud.
0: That's a powerful video. The video perfectly illustrates, and again, it's not just for reds, but it shows the power of our words. And if you remember in week one of the series, we started with this verse, Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. All colors, not just reds. Life is all about relationships. Life comes down to relationships. Relationship with God, relationship with one another. If we fail in relationships, agree with me, doesn't matter how successful we are in everything else. If our relationships are a failure, our life is a failure. And the inverse, if we're successful in relationships, especially with those most closest to us, if we succeed in relationships, we succeed in life, no matter how much we may have struggled in other areas. The whole point of this series is that how we can be successful when it comes to what matters most. Because we can all think of an example, just like this video where we used our words without understanding how it was going to be interpreted and we've caused deep hurt and deep pain to someone else. I know we can all think of an example where someone's done it to us, but that's not the goal of today. The goal is to think of where we, without understanding our own weaknesses, have caused hurt and pain to others because we just simply didn't understand. Well, what I'm saying is this. It's not enough to say, I didn't know. It's not enough to say, that's just how God made me. Like, it's not enough for this dad here. It's not enough for this dad here to just say, that's, my, that's how I am. Everyone just needs to adjust to me. That is not good enough in my book, and that's not good enough in your book either. Because the bottom line, as difficult as it is to step out of our comfort zone and to work on our weaknesses and to speak the language of the other and to let things go or to be proactive or to be silent or to not be si- as difficult as those things are, The question is not, is it worth it? That's what you may be tempted to ask. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? I ask a different question. Are they worth it? Is she worth it? Is he worth it? Are they worth it? I think you'll find the answer is yes. Up here on the screen, just like we did last week, you're going to see a QR code. And I encourage you to take a picture of that QR code because what it will lead you to is a free downloadable PDF with a strength training guide. So for each of the four colors, you will see a guide that gives you exercises in how to work on your area of weakness. So if you're a yellow, practice doing this. If you're a green, practice doing this, okay, red and blue as well. And I want to encourage you, take the picture of the QR code, okay. You say, I don't need it. I'm, okay, just, just take the picture, okay. You give it for a friend, okay, for a friend. Take the picture for a friend. And I want to encourage everyone Especially, you know what? Like I said, in our family, we discuss this all the time. I haven't been in a conversation this week without discussing the colors. So you know what? Discuss this with your family. Discuss this with your friends. Talk about it and say, okay, you know what? Each person, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna commit to doing or practice doing better so that we can have a more peaceful relationships with one another? Because the last thing I wanna say here, okay, is relationships, like I said, that's what all life boils down to. And do not put off till tomorrow what you know you can work on today. Because the truth of the matter is, is you can't count on tomorrow. Like parents, let's go through it all. Parents, your kids are kids now. So if you get this figured out in 10 years, I don't want to say it's too late because it's never too late, but you need to figure this out now while the kids are still at home, while the kids are still listening to you, while the kids are soaking it all in. You need to figure this out now because soon you'll be in our state where the kids, one kid's out the door to college, other kid's about to get the driver's license and we don't even know where they are anymore. So while you got the kids at home now, now is the time to be better at communication. Now's the time to figure it out. Let's say a little bit younger with your parents. Okay, you got a father, you got a mother and God has allowed them to still be alive at this point in time. You don't know how many more days you got with them. Now is the time to work on the communication and to understand who they are and who you are and not say, when are they gonna change? When is he gonna change? When is she gonna change? The question is, when am I gonna change? And what I can do to fix whatever is broken right here, a brother, a sister, a friend, an aunt, an uncle, whatever it may be, don't put it off because now there's like a momentum. We're talking about it. It's right in front of us. Don't count on this momentum being there soon after because in the end, I'll leave you with this thought. It's not enough to just worry about what I am saying. I need to understand what others are hearing. It's not enough to, sit, to worry about what I'm saying. Well, I didn't say anything wrong. He shouldn't be offended. She should understand. They should know. I it's not enough for us to say, this is what I said. It's not enough to worry about what I'm saying. I need to understand what others are hearing. Thank you so much again, Marianne, for joining us. Did she do a good job this series? All right. She's the most excited person to get off this stage and never be back up here. But I think we should bring her back up here every so often, okay, to to kind of keep me balanced right here. Like I said, next week we're going to wrap up the series with a color war, color war. So everyone's going to wear their colors to church, whether in Leesburg or here in Arlington, wear your color to church, get your outfit ready from now. And if you have any questions that you would like to send Okay, to be answered, send it to questions at stsa.church. Questions at stsa.church. We hope today's message inspires you in your faith journey. And at the end of this episode, we invite you to take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel.